What's up, Hetesh? Good morning, James. It's a it's fine sunny. morning. We've got a week of sun. Yeah, have we? Yeah, we have. I checked the weather forecast. It's looking really bright for the next week, so really nice. looking forward to it. I don't, I don't tend to look at the weather forecast other than out my window. Oh right, okay. <laughs> it's a risky, it's a risky game to play. I'm not gonna lie, but it is. Okay, it's it's a lot of hopeful, you know, wishful thinking to some extent, hoping that they'll be right. Yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, to, yesterday I was because we were supposed to be going for a hoon. There's a bit of back backstory. Um, oh yeah. But we we've delayed it. But I the, when I I didn't realize the weather was going to be so nice, and I just I was looking out the yeah. window because I've been decorating and just thinking we should have been hooning. It'd have been perfect weather. It would have been, but at the same time, it gives me a chance to get my car back on the road. <laughs> so yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, oh, uh, right. Get this. Okay. This uh, on the subject of fun cars. Before we crack on with the main main pod, yeah. I was listening to an episode of Smith and Sniff, which which was uh, a petrolhead podcast, um, and Richard Porter on there. Wait, other than us? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's more than one. <laughs> Um, it, it's vastly superior. No, superior. Damn it, vastly inferior in every measurable way. It's okay. actually quite funny, to be fair. So if you, if, if someone is listening to this, you should definitely give it. It's a different type of podcast, uh, right? Uh, but there's there's a bit. Um, Richard Porter's one of the guys on it who was the script editor for Top Gear and then Grand Tour for. Well, I think he might still be for Grand Tour. I'm not not entirely sure. I don't have Amazon Prime, and the guy, one of the guys from Fifth Gear, Johnny something or other. Yeah, and. Richard Porter had a 911 and he was selling it to get a house, which hey, I'm 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 fine with. I can cope with that. But he what well, he's he's having to replace it and he's got a, a Volkswagen E-Up. Um, which again it's like it's disappointing to see such a petrol heady person. But yeah. I, I understand it. But then he said on the podcast um, he was excited about getting the, the new toy. Oh, that's and I, that's awful. <laughs> that's, it is awful, and I just like I don't I, even if it is the most logical decision in the world, or I, I don't I don't know. But as a for me, someone who who is in the petrolhead industry, he's doing he's involved in like the pinnacle of what yeah. petrolheads look at, like a, a good car show, and has been involved in car show. To say he's excited to sell a nine eleven and get an E up, yeah. I, I, Poor, poor word choice. If it, oh, if definitely poor, poor. I, I mean, I, what I was going to say was, if he's, I'm assuming he lives in central London, this Richard Porter? Uh, yeah, I think, I think, yeah. moving to. Right, okay, I mean, I was going to say, maybe that's the reason why, because how, where are you going to accelerate to the next traffic light? Maybe that's why he's well, excited yeah. about the EU. To be fair, though, the EU would be perfect for that, but I, he used to have, he used to have an eye pace. And then he got a. I'm sure he's got a supercharged Range Rover, not one of. The, I don't think it's one of the newer ones. Right. It's one of the older ones. Ah, uh, okay. But but on the subject of London cars, actually, I was in London for with the odd ball and chain last week. Right. And it just. I, I love the selection of cars you get down there. Even even ones that are just parked up, like the range. It goes yeah. from brand new electric cars. Right the way back to some kind of like early uh, late eighties, early nineties luxury saloon, which is pro- probably one owner from Nude and twelve thousand miles, and all of them have been under thirty miles an hour. Oh yeah, um, I just think, I just think it, it's it's crazy. I love it. And then you also at the other end of the scale have your, your, your high end Chelsea tractors or people pootling around in supercars. But it's just, it's a great place to be for cars. Oh, definitely the the mecca for like supercars. 
And yeah, just I guess the, the, your unique cars. I mean, as the only place I've probably seen a Twizy on the road is in London. <laughs> um, so yeah, you'll find all sorts. Yeah, uh, uh, that would be funny if they had a Twizy Owners Club outing and and just were all bombing up the M1 like a oh, swarm. Yeah. <laughs> 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 how far uh, would you get? Forty miles? <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know how far the range is. I don't actually know if you can use them on a motorway, whether they go um, fast enough. No, I think because their top speed is something like, but was it, or maybe a bit more than that? But they're not. I don't know. Bear with, quick. and I will, I will, I will, we'll find out for the exact information. Renault Twizy, top speed. Have it, so you think it's forty? Yeah, I'm, I reckon it's around forty. Oh damn! It's fifty miles an hour. He uses a seventeen right. brake horsepower electric motor with fifty-seven newton meters of torque. I'm not gonna right. lie. I'm just looking at look, looking at. Um, a Are you excited about the Twizy? Is that what you're gonna tell me? Well, no. I've just um, there's a there's a Renault Twizy F1. Right. Okay. Interesting. Uh, what? It looks insane. I think I'm yeah, put in Renault Twizy F1. We'll put a picture up on social media if, um, it, for Ooh, people to reference it if you've not seen lower. it. Slower. It looks like a it looks like a go kart, doesn't it? Like a look at yeah. the size of the wing. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a big wang. <laughs> oh, actually, that, that is at cool. least no down. Can you imagine? Imagine if they use these for golf carts. I'd play more golf. I'd sorry. I'd play golf if if that was. Yeah, you can do eighteen holes in this. Yeah, if you clip a, yeah. clip an apex, you get a point off the round. Oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, but it's still uh... limited to fifty miles per hour, so it's not. Yeah, you know. Okay, it's just cooler to look at. But other than yeah, that, yeah, but it has ninety-seven brake horsepower. Is that right? Yeah, but the other one said it had seventeen. Oh, I might have to do a bit of digging around on this book. We yeah, can always let's dig around it. We'll more. pick it up. Yeah, pick yeah, pick it up next week or post it on so what do we post a bit of information about on on the socials. On the socials. On the socials. <laughs> Our Instagram. Um, yeah. Uh, which we will plug at the end of the show, so make sure you get to the end of the show to have that plug. Yeah. And uh, oh uh, also Tokyo Alex sort of electric cars. Um I saw Model Y. So and I completely agree with how you described it as just being very meh. They're horrendous. I've said that they yeah. are horrendous. I don't. I, I thought you know when you see a car and you first and you look at it and think, oh, that's okay. And then you see it a few more times, you think, ah, oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen a few of them now. And they're they're still just, ugly. They they are just but ugly. Um, but there but, seem to right, be so many like, of them. There's, there I've, there I've are, seen, yeah. Yeah, I've saw. I saw. Yeah, just maybe because I live near a Tesla dealership, maybe that doesn't help. But I've just seen so many of them in the last week or two. Uh, quite surprised that there's so many of them about, even though they're, they're that ugly. I think maybe that, that it was the deliveries have just started, and there'll be a lot, yeah. a lot. I mean, you could they've been a, people have known they've been coming for a really long time. So if they've been people have been placing orders, how many people yeah. do you reckon are disappointed that they imagined it to look different and now it's turned up and they're like, actually, it's worse. Um, you know, I d- I don't know because I find it quite hard to judge with stuff like that because I, I, I the type of person who's buying that car I don't think is the way we think they're not buying no, it because it true. drives great they, they, I think they're buying it because they I was speaking to a friend yesterday who's quite carry not not car nerd but he's quite carry um, and he was saying that if he could have any daily driver at the moment 
like realistic, not 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 like money's no object and go nuts. He'd get a Model Three, um, and he was saying, "Well, because you know, there's just no no point in any of the electric cars because the range I do, the, the mileage yeah. I do, I, I need a car with a longer range." And he he was under the impression that it, only Tesla really cracked over a de- decently over two hundred miles. I'm just uh, it, right. So. I, so you know, from from us knowing stuff, looking in, which I think probably a lot of petrol heads find this with their friends in, on different topics. Yeah. But us looking in, things are much clearer. But but people, which are looking from much further back, let's say. Yeah. I, 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 I because I yeah. Because... Oh, <laughs> bless you, James. Well, I attempted to mute my mic in the hope that the sneeze didn't carry through. You you managed to get it. Uh, <laughs> but oh, no, man. I completely um, agree with you. I guess, uh, I mean, they weren't the first to market with electric cars, but in terms of a, a widely available, you know, commercial vehicle, not commercial, sorry, or a, a car that was available to the Commercially public. viable. Yeah, sorry, vehicle. that's the word, yeah. A yeah. car that maybe Tesla sort of got to that first before anyone else, and so they built up that image in everyone's mind that they're the only people that you want to look forward or look up to for an yeah, electric car. Yeah, I think car. I think I think you're right there. The but oh, I maybe say most of the first commercially de- uh, viable and desirable, like you had the the Nissan Leaf and Renault Zoe, but I don't really think that they were. I mean, their ranges were much shorter, to be fair as well. Yeah. So. I mean, the Model S. I think that still is a very nice looking car, but. The Model Three, I just thought was. I mean, it, it's better than the Model. <laughs> it's better than the Model Three by a, a by a fair margin. Um, I think from the back and the rear quarter, the Model Three looks okay in the dual motor guys with, with yeah. like bigger wheels. Yeah. I think from the front, it looks like an alien's forehead. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but right, we should probably get on with the actual facts and yeah. curious part of the pod. We definitely should. So welcome back to another episode of the Facts and Furious podcast series, where we give you a rundown of the latest and the greatest automotive news, accompanied by a sometimes furious take from the Petrohead's perspective. You two hosts are myself, Hesesh, and we also have James. Nope, Woo-hoo! we don't also have James, because he's always here. <laughs> can't get rid of the guy, he's like a I bad know. rash. I know, <laughs> but moving on from that, in today's podcast, we will be covering uh, some iconic cars that will be falling, the rise of the BMW M3 Touring, battery recycling, and an eye-wateringly expensive Peel P50. Um, Which one are you most excited about there, Hetesh? Oh, there's only one. There's only one! The M3 Touring. <laughs> <laughs> there's, yeah. there's no... There's no. Yeah, this is my favourite story for this week. Um, okay. I can't wait to get stuck in. And I guess nice. uh, towards the end of our show, we'll also look at our mystery car of the week, as picked by you, James. And a hint to get anyone started that's listening is that the aerodynamics was not invited to the design of this car. Um, Does that make sense? I'm trying to say it's it's very, very brick, brick-esque. In, yeah, I, in I think I've got, I've, I've got an idea, or I think... An, okay, can I say what I guess it might be now? Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, t- t- before you say that, I had a dream last night that you cheated. 
Oh right, really? No, there's yeah, only I one didn't... card. When you when you talked about aerodynamics, there was one card that popped in my mind. Okay, I've not go, looked yeah, this up, it. but uh, okay. it was the thinking of um, what is it? The Nissan Cube. Oh, <laughs> uh, I love that car. Not gonna lie, I think it's awesome. I've never owned one, but I think it's an awesome car. But it is not the mystery car. Is it not? Right. Okay. No, no. That was but, the first uh... car that popped in my mind. I was like, right, you said brick esque. It's either that or what was the the uh, what's it called? The Renault MPV thing with the ugly four eyes. Oh, this four eyes. I mean, I, I say it looks like it has four eyes, but it has a little. This is bass. I think no? I think that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, the olden days, the bass was effectively just a big. Big square, a big cuboid, but no, it's not that either. Um, no, I, it okay. also worries me that you think I'd be looking at a, a Renault Espace thinking, Yeah, gonna get me some of that in my life. <laughs> right. I just, I mean, there's only a few blocky cars that I think of. So I just, oh no, but this is gonna be Petro Eddie, isn't it? I keep forgetting that bit, so yeah, yeah, okay, right. Okay, so but... I, I, I get it, looks like I need a few more clues. So, yeah, we'll perfect. I guess I'll get them towards the end of the show. So if you're if you've got any guesses, maybe this is a good time for you to either get onto our Instagram, maybe post on one of our uh, socials, or maybe actually will we have the comments on this podcast? Well, on... because you you know you normally put up a, a a teaser, don't you, for the mystery car? Without, I do. Yeah. Doesn't reveal it. No. Uh, so. So yeah, I th- this is probably a good time if you've had, got this far. Maybe head on over to our social. Or maybe make a guess now before you. Uh, get stuck into the rest of our podcast and um, as always before ending the show we will also do some general motoring announcements as well and right story one let's get started James yep right so story one is as Hatesh said is gonna but it's about some icons that are falling so this past week there's been the sad news of a couple of cars which are gonna fade I think from what petrolheads know and love into something well, either something completely different or into nothing. So the first two, and these are big for me, uh, the Porsche Cayman and the Boxster look set to be going exclusively electric. Um, and this comes from the CEO of Porsche, a guy called Oliver Bloom, uh, who said that in the middle Hate of him. the decade... Hate him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a bloom to the face, mate. <laughs> um, but, but he's... I mean, it's a CEO. You've got to take... He's, he's got to... Unless they kind of oust him and bring in someone fun, like you or me. But yeah. he, he said by the middle of the decade... We want to make the 718 series exclusively electric. And I mean, I'm not online. When I first read the story, I was reading it thinking, oh, this is him just saying that they're going to have an electric version. But that exclusively electric, I just, I I can't see how middle of this decade, that's two, three years away, two and a half years away. Yeah, I think it was. So they said 2023, is that right? Or 2024, I think it came across as a figure, is when they no, wanted to transition. I think, I think, well, the next car is 2023. I don't oh, know right. about the Porsche one. Yeah. Um, but, well, that nicely leads on to the next car. We, I guess we can recap them all once we've gone through them all. So the next one, which is quite closely related or is to, to the Porsche, is the Audi TT. Um, that's set to be replaced in 2023 with a fully electric alternative. Um, although it, it doesn't seem quite straightforward with the Audi, that there's there's been some right. conflict I think internally with the German car maker as to what the next TT should be, and I think the old person who's in charge wanted it to be basically an electric TT, but now I think it, there might be reports yeah. suggesting that they'll be going towards a larger four door coupe type vehicle, or or they could be going that way, 
which in my head I think is something like a two series Grand Coupe, that kind of size, but electric. Yeah. I really, I really hope they don't do that, especially because even now I think the Audi TT is a very popular car. It um, is, po- yeah, it's hugely popular, especially yeah. in the UK at least. Oh, definitely, and it, to see that replaced with a coupe, I, in my head, I'm just thinking it's going to be something along the lines of an A5, for example. It, uh... That's the sort of car I'm sort of <laughs> thinking it look like. So the Audi TT, it holds a special spot, and to replace that completely disappointing and if they see four door even worse because then yeah. well, it, it seems like we're heading towards the future where we're getting rid of all two doors uh, potentially uh, to some extent yeah. and yeah what's going to be there for you know the the couple that doesn't have any kids and they don't want any more extra seats <laughs> yeah that's that's true would you uh, would you own a Audi TT of any of any of the generations um I do like the latest generation of it, Audi TTs. I think the lighting just uh, sort of like the headlights and so on. They just look quite good. Um, I wouldn't personally own one, however, saying that. Uh, only reason being just because I feel like the 350Z just... It's it's a very similar shape in some senses where it's got the rounded front and the rounded back end. Um, but it's bigger. So it just looks meaner. So just because of that reason, I wouldn't. But I, I can see why it's a you know it's an appealing car for a lot of people. For for the masses. For the masses, yes. For the masses. Um, okay, and well, one car which I know you're going to be bothered about discontinuing, but uh, sad news: Godzilla is dead. The the GTR. Yeah. The R thirty five. Dead as a. Dead as a dodo. On whether or not I should I should clarify actually, it's dead in the European market. It's being withdrawn because of some tighter EU and UK traffic noise regulations. Um, and there's they haven't actually said whether or not there'll be a fully electric or hybrid replacement. They've just said it's being discontinued. James, I think it's. I don't know how you're still speaking. We need a moment of silence. I'm, I'm, I'm tearing <laughs> up right now, James. Why? <laughs> What's the equivalent of a 21-gun salute for a car? Pops and bangs. <laughs> 21 pops and bangs. Yeah. 21 pops and bangs. Oh, no. Uh, it, it is a sad moment. It is a sad moment because I think it's been on sale for some like 13 years and they were only yeah. about 54, £55,000 new. Yeah, back, it, when it, they it, first came out. Yeah, I remember as a kid, I used to just jump onto the Nissan, you know, website, and I used to try and spec up a GTR. And I remember them just being so well. I won't say cheap or affordable because I, I was still in high school at that point. But I just re- I remember looking at them, and I was like, right, looking at a Lamborghini or something equivalent that, in terms of power output, you're like the GTR just makes so much sense, and it does, yeah, or it did. Not it anymore. did. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Right now, they're all over a hundred grand, aren't they? So, um, oh, the new, the, the new one, yes. But the new used, ones. Yeah. Do you think used ones will go up now? That now they're discontinuing. It? Discontinuing. Actually, you know it. what? That would be interesting to see because the, pre-COVID they were dropping down to around the thirty grand mark. I know. A lot so of them. good. It seems so such... affordable. Oh, did, but yeah. It, but right now, they've all jumped up to like the 35, 40 for a decent example. So, you know, because of COVID. Oh, and... well, hang on. Yeah. Decent example. The... What do you mean? <laughs> do you, I don't know. 
Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't bother me, but yep. sometimes the, the, describing a car as an example, it makes it sound to me like I don't know. It it loses the. There's just something about it that kind of grinds my gears. Oh, really? Is it? it maybe it's. It's because it almost sounds like somewhere else there is the GTR, and then everything else is an example. Or no, it, yeah. it sounds okay, a bit more clinical. It, it's not. It's, I don't know. Like you wouldn't say, "Oh, this my daughter," or "or you know, it's an example <laughs> of a human." I know right, cars yeah. aren't children, but yeah, it could be. I guess yeah. You, when you say example, I guess you're comparing it to when it was brand new and it was the GTR and everything was perfect. But as a fine example, oh, okay. I guess I've never I'm, thought about it like that. Yeah, as a, as a good example, I'm just thinking of it as in it's been looked after, decent mileage, massive um, donuts. Mass- well, no, <laughs> yeah. yeah, how easy it is to do a donut in a GTI, I do not know. A four-wheel drive, so not going to be particularly easy or great. You'd need to be on a gravel in a gua- gravel in a gravel quarry in Wales. <laughs> that, that would a gravel. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, but okay. Yeah, uh, th- this is probably the one story that's uh, right. I need to get onto a GTR soon. Well, it, it, fun, fun, funnily enough, right, I had a look into the legislation and one of the things that it claims is it says that um, the legislation aims to reduce, sorry, it doesn't say legislation aims to reduce, the legislation aims to reduce road noise as it says traffic noise harms health in numerous ways. For example, yeah. extended noise-related stress can exhaust human physical reserves disrupt the regulatory capacity of organ functions and hence limit their effectiveness. Traffic noise is a potential risk factor for the development of medical conditions and incidents such as high blood pressure and heart attacks. Looks like I'm doing early then. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, if I was living on the hard shoulder at rush hour... Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't affect... I mean, what, what? How many people does this really affect? And, okay, everyone's got double glazed windows. How much road noise do you really get? Inside Whoa! Of not everyone has double. Okay, glazed not windows, everyone, my fellow. That's my generalization done for this podcast. <laughs> <Petesh> is sweeping <laughs> generalization of the yeah. week. <laughs> the, the majority of people have double glazed windows. Uh, you know, how much road noise are you really getting in coming in? That's going to oh, help me out. I'm sure I've your lived, TV's out. Oh, well, so I've lived on a main road for well, before I moved for fifteen years, yeah. and you, you, people, it's not it's not the noise that it's you when you're in bed, say, and then yeah. some plant pot is hooning around at ninety, <laughs> right. at, at like two in the morning, that that sucks, which I get, which right. I can't, you know, I get if there's regulations bring that down, but during the day. It's just not. It's not. It's more just like a, a constant noise, which you just kind of. If you if you went from living somewhere that wasn't next to a road to a road, at first you'd be like, "Oh my goodness, this is insane. How am I ever going to cope with this?" But then yeah. you just get used to it. like living in a city when you've got sirens going off and yeah, strikes be striking. Um, yeah, oh, I remember but... this uh, movie that my mum used to put on as a kid. There was this guy who. He, so he's in India and he's just, it, everything's always loud. You know, you've got dogs barking and you've got loud motorbikes. They're not particularly big, but 
tiny motorbikes that just make so much noise always, you know. Straight through pipes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so this guy, um, he's grown up, I guess you could say, in the city and he's used to so much noise. He goes off to live somewhere in the countryside and mm-hmm. he's just not used to it being so quiet. So he makes a recording where he's got that ambient noise <laughs> of the traffic. And uh, I think I'm going to need cool. something like that <laughs> if, if we go to a completely silent future. You wait, but maybe that's what people will do for their cars when they go electric. We're going to just go and record some V12s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, I mean, car, I reckon car manufacturers will include that by putting a lot in a lot of petrol-eddy cars. But yeah. right, okay. So let's let's recap the the so the Porsche. Which one? Which one are you most sad about then? About changing or dying? The Porsches, the Audi, or the GTR? Oh, the de- the GTR for definite. It's it was okay. the, it was you know the only car that was you know it's been dubbed as the supercar killer, and now we're yeah. losing it. No, um, I, I agree. But I th- I, th- I think for me it's the Porsches. The yeah. next question I have for you then: Would you rather see the Cayman Boxster end? Hmm. And for and and maybe the Audi TT and a new model be launched that was the electric version, or are you fine for them to evolve the name? Ooh. Well, I guess it wouldn't be true to its heritage if they went if they sort of you know changed them over to an electric equivalent. So maybe it is a better idea for them to. Well, actually, no, if they could bring out a completely different naming convention, they'll change the design quite a bit. So actually, no, retain the name, evolve them to become electric. Okay, that's interesting. That's um, Thank you for your thoughts. So let's yeah. do quick yay or nays on these. Would you buy an electric Cayman or Boxster? If, let's say, the range was acceptable, the price was slightly more like, like electric cars are, but not horrendous, would you, be, would you buy one over a used Boxster or Cayman? Oh, I'd, I'd just go down the used market. It, oh, okay. it would, I would have to. I'm assuming the same for the Audi TT then. Yeah, pretty much with all of these cars. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, in Godzilla, you'd, we know you'd buy anyway. You'd probably. I want to buy it sound. this year. Yeah. Crossed. <laughs> well, good luck. Okay, well, that wraps up that sad news. Shall we move on to something more positive? Uh, yeah, I mean, how do you recover from a Nissan GTR dying? But. Well. Maybe the high-performance German estate? Uh, Maybe, maybe. So, uh, the BMW M3 Touring rear end has officially been teased. Uh, If anyone hasn't seen any pictures, it looks very similar to, I guess, what we, you you know, your new 330e Tourings. So, it's not a million miles apart from that. Uh, Just a bit wider, I'd probably say. Uh, Now, we don't... Some fat exhausts. (laughs) <laughs> yes, it does. Fat exhausts. <laughs> now, um, uh... we don't normally cover teasers. However, this would make the ultimate daily in my mind. And in for petroheads in a world where fuel prices were still normal, uh, this would just be the car to look up to. So we had to cover it. Um, now, this is the first time that BMW has officially brought to market a car that would rival the likes of the AMG C63 State and the Audi RS4 Avant. Um, now it isn't. Ooh, can you imagine the group tests? Oh, actually, yeah, I know. Finally, that group test is growing to something more interesting. Yeah, um, that would be one hell of a road trip, wouldn't it? If maybe did something, maybe up to Scotland around the North Coast Five Hundred. That would be yeah. It, it would be such a good lineup of cars. And Wh- but, which one uh, would you take? Sorry, I keep mowing down into. No, facts. no, no, no. I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd say I'd, I'd take the M3 Touring. 
I think Ooh. looks wise, it's just bang. Well, maybe not bang on because bang on. It, I was going to say it, it just looks great, but it's it's the you know the front end with the beaver teeth. It's just it's back on it. <laughs> so um, it's, it's what oh, back on it. <laughs> no, back on it as in back on this estate because uh, the three thirty E estate um, has the I guess what you would class as a previous generation of you know front um oh, whereas the just, m3 I've is forgotten all about that hatesh oh yeah. that's devastating for me the front end's going to be rubbish Th- that's oh. the only thing that's put me off yeah because that looks at the back end and that's the only bit that they've teased so far and because it... the front's so bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> like we'll hide this face <laughs> uh, do you think they'll change the front end i uh, know no i think we've seen some you think uh, we're just going to go for the, the yeah there's, there's been a few sorts of um what are the pictures when they, you know, when they put on the weird patterns to cover up the faces? Oh, but the camouflage. The camouflage. I don't. Would you class it as camouflage? You can pretty much tell what it looks like. Um, but yeah, I mean, the front on it, it's got the big, massive grills, uh, the tube, you know, that we've seen on the M4 and the M3. Oh. So it's that front end, but the rear end from a 330E estate, for example. So it, that's what we're looking at. Um, so. Disappointed on the front, but excited that we finally have an M3 state that can rival those other German car makers. Um, now, th- this isn't actually the first time that an M3 state has been sort of teased to the world or it's been talked about because originally they did have an E46 M3 state that was designed and put together as a concept, but it never made it to production uh, just because of, well, production costs. Uh, but we finally now have one. Casts. I know. I, I'm interested to see that they've now finally decided to come to market with the car that's... I mean, in a world where, you know, electric cars are now taking over and now you've got an M3 state popping up. It, in my head, it doesn't make sense, but I'm still glad they're doing it. I've just looked at the spy shots and... That's what they're called. That's what I was thinking of. A front three-quarters shot of this in the camo... I actually don't think it looks that bad. <laughs> After okay. all I've just said about the kidney girls, all dead on, no side profile, no, um, and 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 too much of an angle from the quarter, also no. But I think it's the lower. In my mind, it uh, just like a looked lower a quarter. bit weird. It's uh, when I it think does look of weird. From, yeah. Oh dear, from the side, it's 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 it's, it's, it's yeah. That, that that's what I saw. It's in my mind because for some reason, you know, the older shape was quite angular. It was kind of pointing down the, you know, the front bonnet. Yeah, um, it was. Wasn't whereas it? with the M3 now, when you look at it, it just it looks like its nose is stuck up in the air. Like it just, it's Coming it's to going to take. <laughs> yeah. Um, which you know, I usually like cars that look aggressive, like you know your Audi R6s with big grills and so on. But the M3, I just. I just wish it had still retained that all the front end. Well, is is it going to? I'm assuming it's going to feature some kind of twin turbo six cylinder. Yes, it does. So the M3 will be, or the M3 Touring, it will be powered by a twin turbocharged six cylinder petrol engine, uh, which what? is the same no one. Way. Yeah, Shocking. no, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's still staying. Um, it's the same engine that you'll find the X3M and the X4M SUVs. So it's not going to have the same Sorry, engine. I just threw up a little in my mouth at the thought of the X3M <laughs> and the X4M. Oh no, just because of SUVs. Yeah, I mean it's to be fair, great cars. 
it's mainly the X4N that I have a problem with being really? so horrendous to look at. Uh, yeah, it's it's not great. No, I'd give you that. But um, yeah, they're using the same engines now. I was actually surprised that they went down that route, just because I I would have thought they would have sort of well used the same engine as you find in your standard M3. Um, but the okay, so going back to figures, the X3M oh, so and the not, X. But I thought that was the same engine that they used in the standard M3. I think it's just tuned slightly differently. Um, because the X3M and the X4M, that engine give, makes 503 brake horsepower and 600 newton meters of torque, uh, which is slightly different to what you find in the current M3, which is uh, 510 brake horsepower and 650 newton meters. So you, I think you're losing more on the torque side of things. Oh, yeah. Well, so, thought, oh. yeah, it's it, they're just tuned. I think they're just same engine but tuned slightly differently. So, do, do, do they? Oh, okay, that's surprising. So, are you sure the new M3 doesn't come with the same that kind of power output? Are you sure there's not been some kind of a down to that? Uh, no, I was, I was looking through this was um, their manufacturer's website, not manufacturer. But the yeah, car manufacturer's website in general was going through the figures. Yeah, um, five hundred and ten brake horsepower for the three. Yeah, for the M three. But that's that's horsepower. But what they did also say was that they will be bringing out a competition line of M three touring. So maybe they've it's just a slightly detuned version, and then the M three touring competition, uh, they'll probably have the same power output. So maybe that's why they've left that small gap in there just to be able to differentiate between the two models. So yeah, interesting, but I mean, I'm guessing a, a quick tune will, will probably get you to where you want to be in it. Yeah, I think that's probably it, actually, because I think on the, the BMW only do the competition, the M3 competition in the UK. Yeah. And the, the, the engines that the, the X3 competition has the same figures. Yeah, so th- th- this is... I think that's oh that's why I think it's the reason why they've done this. On yeah, so I reckon other markets will get the slightly detuned version, but I reckon in the UK they'll just do the competition because that seems to be what it seems to be the does here. yeah. What and, do you um, think of the the competition wheels? Well, I do like them. The classic. I don't like them either. Oh, you or don't you say don't mind them. No, I like them. Oh, um, oh, that's interesting. If, I think on the, on the M2, I just think it. I don't know. They look quite. I look at them and think, "Oh, they look quite brittle," but they're not brittle because. No, I I just really like the because they're quite big as well. If you if you see yeah, the yeah. person, and I think yeah. looks wise, it's just I think they're quite nice to look at. Okay, but That's yeah, I mean, now, uh, yeah, because you can uh, get them on M Sport line of cars as well. So, uh, well, can you? Yeah, that seems like a con. You, a bit. <laughs> Um, but you are paying for it, so. But I, I actually really like them. If I could spec them onto, if I had to have a daily driver where I can't afford an M3, for example, I, w- I wouldn't mind sort of specking them on. Okay. But Fair yeah, in, t- in terms of some other changes uh, that we can expect to see on the stand, uh, well, on the M3 Touring over the standard three series, uh, there's things such as I guess with all M Sport cars, you always get the wider track, so that's there. Uh, but you also get operated suspension, uh, drilled and vented brake rotors. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't have them anyway. Um, and then six-pot brake calipers, which, again, a necessity with that much power under the hood. Uh, so that have will... You... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go for it. 
I say, just on on the subject of brakes, have you heard about the Model S Plaid 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 plaid? plaid. Yeah. Um, apparently, that is hugely underbraked. Have you heard? Is that? it? No, I haven't. Yeah, apparently, I was watching a review. Oh, as you were watching a review by Throttle House, which is a, I think they're Canadian. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, they're actually really good reviews. They're they're a bit lighthearted. Like they they tread the line between if you were looking for a car, you could watch a review and get a lot from it. But likewise, if you're just looking for some entertainment, you could watch it and have which is what I do. Yeah. Um, and they had they had it on, and the guy was said the, the the one of the presenters was saying that the, the straight line performance is just nuts. But then the yeah. brakes aren't. They did claim it as well that apparently there've been quite a few crashes with them, but I've not I've not actually verified it. Right. Okay. Um, because people have been flooring it and trying to brake and realizing that actually the car doesn't have the brakes. <laughs> no. Is it a cooling issue or is it just just plain out and out? It doesn't have the power. Not the... a clue. But not... I, I'd imagine that they've just not the probably that they've not upgraded the size of the disc and the the calipers in, as much as they have upgraded yeah. the uh, performance. Right, yeah. It's not something that the manufacturer will ever talk about, but we'll find it on some no, forum. No, no. Okay. But yeah, I mean, you shouldn't have any of those problems with this. No, um, the brakes in this do look meaty. They do. And I think, yeah, the, the M Sport line of cars, they always just, they're always a complete package, in my opinion. When you say M Sport, do you mean M cars? Sorry, M cars. Why am I calling it M Sport? I think because That's I own you're an M Sport. trying to plug your own car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And at the end of the episode, Hatesh will sell his car. <laughs> if anybody's interested, call me on yeah. it. No. I know I take the Mickey out of you Mickey out of you for it, but I do think it looks like mm sport. Like, it mm. does. Mm sport. Oh, one of those mm sports. Yeah. No, yeah, that, okay. I mean if they did my generation of car in this um, line, I would be all over it. But because you have not the current one and not the one not the current one, not the one which came up before that, which had the kidney grills still. But no. it was the, I think, the, the pre-facelift. You have the actual gen before that. Don't yeah, you? so I've got the LCI um, version. So for anyone that's a bit, yeah, knows about the BMWs, it's just the LCI generation of BMWs. Uh, they were quite well known just for their t- taillights and because the taillights just look so good on them. Um, so, yeah. Why are they called LCI? Uh, no idea. I always forget. But when I was looking into buying it, I was like, I want the LCI, but I can't remember exactly why. <laughs> uh, but it's just, uh, it's really more the lights that are on the car. They just, uh... so you've got the LED strips um, going in an L shape sort of way on the back. Is that the best way to describe oh, them? Uh, so hold on, I've looked looked at the, um, I've looked at what LCI means. It means life cycle impulse. So right. it, it's not one generation of car. Is it not? No. So it's um, okay. So, so it's a... it, it'll be the it was a facelift version of the previous gen. Right. Yeah. So that that's that's the one that I have. So it's the what is it twenty sixteen sort of twenty sixteen to twenty eighteen is that when they did the so car F F thirty. You've got the facelift F. Yeah, that's right. The F thirty or F thirty one because that's a touring code. So yeah, uh, great yeah, you, car. You yeah, but if if they did that in an M3, oh, uh, which actually, <laughs> going back to it, 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 somebody did 
put one together that was a mashup of a few different cars. Uh, and there was loads of pictures going around a while back where everyone was like, oh, mashup. no. Yeah, they, they were like, oh, no. Uh, I mean, sorry, look at this amazing M3 Touring. It wasn't something that BMW did. It was some chop shop somewhere had fused together <laughs> a few different cars. Uh, <sighs> it had parts That's from... awesome. I know, but only problem was it was it was crushed. <laughs> oh what? Yeah, but because uh, it was a well, it was a mashup of a load of stolen cars. <laughs> oh, all right, so, okay, that's less fun. Yeah, so when the police found it, they started going through the VIN numbers and so on. They were just like, right, this it's. It, I think it, there was God. lots of uh, safety issues with the car and various other oh, bits. No. But... You'd be devastated, wouldn't you? Spend all that time stealing cars, putting them together, and then <laughs> yeah. it just gets crushed. It was it was oh. amazing to look at, and the pictures were going around everywhere. Um, well, not to my house, apparently. <laughs> apparently not to yours. But <laughs> I, I, I'll, actually, you know what? I'll find try and find some pictures, and then I'll compare what could have been and what we have. Oh, hang on. Actually, was it green? It was green, yes. I think I did see these, yeah, actually. they. Uh, I didn't realise it got crushed. They... Yeah. So, would you would you have, and I'm, I'm feeling like it's a yes, would you have the M3 Touring if you needed a, a, a rapid uh, daily driver? Oh, yes. I'd, yeah, so I would, hands down. Over, yes. you've previously said how much you like the Taycan. Is this over the Porsche Taycan Sport Turismo? Um, yeah. Because this has still got V6 power under the hood. Um, no, it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, not V6, but a six cylinder. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why I bought the, I bought my three series, my th- M3 specifically for its V6 engine, <laughs> <laughs> which it doesn't have. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, I think I'd. Um, would I have one? Would I have one over the Merc and the Audi? I'd definitely have it over the Audi. It would be a close thing with the Merc, but I wouldn't get this Merc generation i get the one from whenever it was the one two generations ago when they, they first the started doing the hey oh yeah they did sorry i was gonna they, say the, the 6.3 yeah yeah um it would be a toss-up between that i do think and it's going to be how the front end looks i think to be fair um, yeah. and also how much it costs because if it's horrendous then i won't buy on principle um, yeah <laughs> actually that's an easy but, way to segue to our next story, unless you're about to say something else. I was. I uh, I think these cars would potentially become your future classics. So actually, would you look at it as an investment to some extent? Okay, so here's my problem, right? Future classics of the moment now. Yeah. Really, generally speaking, a lot of them have um, dead easy things to look after and reproduce. Like, yeah. look, let's say, look at old cars. You know, drum brakes, maybe some basic steel discs. You know, carbs are largely mechanical. The wiring's a doddle. It's simple. Now, though, like I'm, I'm going to bet that a lot of these, well, not a lot of these, but there will be the option for carbon ceramic brakes, even if they're not standard. You imagine trying to get someone to reproduce some brakes in 50 years' time, or maybe not 50 years' time, but 30 years' time for something like this. I mean, they'll still be available. Um, they, they might be, but they're expensive now. What the, I, I just can't see, I can't see them becoming anything other than trophies. But actually, saying that, carbon ceramic uh, discs they do last an awfully long time. Yeah, but thirty. Sorry, years. not awful because it's great. <laughs> but, um, because but, it, but, that's, but that's just that's just one example, though. Like, yeah, you've got the 
let's let's say your iDrive system or your virtual cockpit or that, stuff like that. I I can't see like I, I can't see it being easy to maintain these cars in the future as classics. I just it doesn't I'm, make I'm sense gonna to me. I'm gonna hope that they do become classics because I want to buy one. <laughs> Well, well, that's flawed because the classics are really expensive. <laughs> you know, I'll buy it when it's not a classic and then hopefully it becomes a classic. That's how I'm going to justify it to my future wife. I'll be like, it's a classic, <laughs> which is why I will carry on owning this car. Okay, fair enough. So that sounds like, yeah, you're locked in for the S. I'm, yep. I'm on the fence. Uh, I think I think that then brings us to the end of it. M3 touring. It does. So well, actually, no, I didn't say so. Oh no, so you've said you would oh, get the C63, didn't you? On yes. <laughs> I, I want well, to be... stay on this topic of the M3. It's I know, let it go, bro. <laughs> the, no, um... but, but we'll move on, I guess, to talk about an electric future. Um, on to what will happen at the end of life of these batteries. Um and Jaguar's the end of life of these batteries? <laughs> Maybe not the end of life, but you know oh, end of life. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought you said live. Uh, probably. No, <laughs> no, end of life um, of said car batteries and EVs. Uh, but particularly, we're going to talk about the iPACE batteries, uh, where they'll be recycled for new use uh, to power homes, um, I guess, in probably maybe disaster situations or in areas where you don't have access to mains power. Can't think of many scenarios, to be honest, but this is what Jaguar, the Land Rover, are developing. So they've teamed up with a power systems firm called Grid Energy, and they're making these portable power stations named the Grid2Go Battery Energy Storage System. Uh, that's a mouthful, but they will shorten it to ESS, so it'll be Grid2Go Battery ESS. Um, they just called it G2G. Oh, Energy Storage System. I see. Yeah. ESS. Yeah. But have they? I, they haven't actually said they're going to offer this yet, have they? I thought they'd just taken um, the... It's in development, but they've put forward cases of how they'll expect it to come to market. So it'll be available for commercial hire, is what they said in their article. Um, so, yeah, not entirely sure where it's going. I think it's still something to look out for, but it's being developed. Uh, but what they've said is that it'll be... Uh, the power station has been designed to use in areas where there is no access to mains electricity um, and it will be capable of being able to power a regular home for seven days. Uh, so the sorts of scenarios where I was coming up where maybe it would be quite useful is maybe in disaster relief situations um, and maybe even construction sites where you've maybe not got access to mains power and you need to now charge up your electric digger, for example. Mm. Um, so th those are the sorts of ca cases I was thinking of in my head where maybe this could be useful. Uh, but what they're doing is they want to try and utilize um, the batteries that are no longer, I guess, viable to stay within a EV. So, for example, uh, once it's reached its end of life, which isn't quite end of life because the battery's not completely dead, but they'll be able to try and use uh, up to 85% of, for example, the iPACE's battery. Uh, this is including any modules and wiring to make use of or renew it to be used in this power station. Um, I think, that, I think that the reading or looking into this, I think that that stuff like the up to 85% and places they can use it, uh, disaster relief and stuff like that, it's all, I think it, it sounds great in theory, but like, let's say use up to 85% of the iPace battery. 
So yeah. battery, whatever Jaguar's battery warranty is, let's say, I don't know what it is, but let's say it it is when the battery drops below 70% of its original range, they then will replace or fix it. Let's say yeah. just have that. That's normally the standard. Replace or fix it. The percentage can change. So are they saying that you can use 85% of the, the 70% as in the healthy part, or is it 85% in total? And um, likewise, yeah, I, I see what you mean. These power stations, because they've used the test mules, haven't they, for these ones? Yeah. So, because the, the I-PACE normal ones aren't getting to the point where they're actually they're degraded enough. How are they, in my eyes, for a disaster relief place, I'm guessing these won't be cheap, but are you telling yeah. me you're going to load up a plane with 10 of these and go drop them in some flooded town somewhere or somewhere where I yeah. don't know maybe like somewhere take Ukraine for example yeah they were to ship ship 10 these across well, who 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 pays for them how do they get them there yeah Who's... I guess yeah I, I see what you mean but I mean they do drop off generators so in that sort of scenario I'm thinking this is going to be that replacement for yeah. your diesel generators so this is how I was looking at it and interestingly actually this was another thing they said the power stations will also feature a solar panel and the Type 2 EV charger. You could um, love a solar panel. Well, how much power are you really going to get out of a solar panel on top of a little power station that's maybe the size of a, I don't know, like a bin, uh, what's it called? Like, you know, you get one of those garden storage boxes things. We, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. But that's a, yeah, it's another point. If it's cloudy, you'll get nothing. Yeah, um, so I do, I I do think I, I mean I'm, I'm I'm I think we sound a bit down on it, but I think the idea very positive because that is a yeah. huge problem for me with EVs. Okay, yeah, there's no tailpipe emissions, but we're going to go mine a bunch of materials out the ground, and then they last for let's say 15 years. Yeah, then what happens with them? Um, but it's some method of recycling and being able to repurpose them is absolutely needed, as well yeah. as I think. Um, a battery made out of something which isn't lithium or some other rare. It needs to be a more yeah. common material, I I, I, I believe, for, yeah. for electric cars to win me over. Oh, definitely, I think. But we're still a bit away from those sorts of things. I think there's they're using graphite, aren't they, for the next generation of batteries? Or it's being developed. So, yeah, oh. um, I don't really know too much about it, but... That's supposed to revolutionise the way batteries will work, but something to look out. <laughs> yeah, so you know, something to look out for. We we're not quite there yet, but um, it's definitely a, a very good use case for these batteries, rather than them being chucked out or being completely recycled. Maybe stick them in these power grids and get a bit more life out of them. Yeah, I wonder whether people will, if there is the method of recycling them, whether you'll be able to get some money back for them because. That's one of the big things, isn't it? If your battery pack is, say, 15 grand to replace. Yeah. But, I mean, actually, to fend the I-Pace, I bet it'd be more than that. I bet it'd be, let's say, 20 grand. Yeah. 20 grand to replace. Would you get five back for your old bit? You'd like, hope you get, so. I think you get six pounds at the moment for a 12-volt car battery. Or what you do around where right. I live. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Woohoo! Winning! <laughs> we'll get some money back, maybe. Um, yeah. yeah, I wonder how that bit would work. But... Interesting. We'll find out, um, won't we? Yeah, well, when it comes to market, um, would you rent one, I guess, if you're going to for a, you know, because actually this was the thing, because <laughs> one of the <laughs> test cases, 
the way they've used it. <laughs> Would you have one, James, if you were going to a natural disaster? <laughs> no, 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 not a natural disaster. I was going to say, so Jaguar used it on their uh, J- uh, the TCS racing pits to charge up their EV um, race vehicles. So I guess, is this where we're going? Where maybe on, you know, you're, you're going for a track day and you've now got your EV. Maybe you have to bring a longer power station. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I think if, if track days got to that point, they'd have charging there. Yeah, same way. I, I was thinking or, the exact same thing. because th- They much... might have one of these. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. then, if in theory, if you've got 10 people coming to the pits, you're not kind of putting the demand on uh, your supply. You've already yeah. got it in a battery, so it's a bit of a buffer. Yeah. So I guess maybe that that's the sort of areas we'll probably see these coming um, and being made use of. So... I think they'll be used in uh, personal electronics as well. I think that'll have to be... Charge up my iPad? No, no, as in they'll repurpose <laughs> the batteries for oh, right. an iPad or oh, okay. a phone yeah. That's what, or a laptop. I think that, that that has to be it for me. Oh, definitely, yeah. But okay, does that, does that bring... Place. Oh, it does, yeah. Well, Hetesh, I don't know if it was you who went nuts and spent £111,000 on one, but a Peel P50 has sold for £111,000. Wow. Um, that is a lot of money. Mind. <laughs> it is. It is a lot of money. Uh, if anyone is not familiar with the Peel P50, we will put a picture up on social media. Yeah. Uh, it is basically a small tub in which one person can sit and travel up to 20, mm, 28 miles an hour. Yeah. I guess famously um, uh, it was featured on uh, Top Gear, wasn't it? Well, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Just drive. Where was Jeremy driving it through the BBC studios and going through, up and down elevators? And you could you could pull the car out by hand because it's just so light. <laughs> so yeah, well, that's because they don't they don't have a reverse gear. Oh, uh, yeah, which that this, was it. The, yeah. The, the, this particular model, uh, right? So it's had three owners. The yeah. last owner owned it since two thousand and seven. It was made in 1963 and it is believed to be the oldest PLP-50 or the, the first one ever made. And people, oh, it's right. thought to have been used in a stunt, which is very similar actually to what Jeremy Clarkson did with the BBC building. Yeah. That it was believed to have been driven to the top of Blackpool Tower and then round a bit up there. It was... Right. Uh, and the, for your money, for your £111,000, it does have a couple of unique features, which I guess is because it was an early manufacturing example such as the windscreen is slightly lower. Uh, right. Not that I think that makes a particular big difference, <laughs> but some of the points in the advert that I just I was I was in stitches reading it. Bearing in mind this is just just to get, it is just a metal box with one head height. Um yeah, and you one know what seat. it looks like. Um you all with those little you know when in kindergarten you had those um Mr. Magoo. That's it, yeah. Yeah. It does uh, yeah, imagine a Mr. Magoo with a tiny motorbike engine. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 in the advert, bearing in mind that you know there is nothing to the car; it doesn't even have a, a speedo or anything. It's just you just it's just a steering wheel, some pedals. Um, it says the last time the vehicle was used, the lights were reported to be working as they should, with the windscreen wiper motor being noted as intermittent. Right. And it's like for one hundred eleven grand, like fifty percent of the electrics. Don't always work. <laughs> it's not it's got like, much to go with anyway. So. No, no. It's like, the sliding window is a little tight, but would probably free off with a little use. It's like, surely for 111 grand, you can throw in a little WD-40. 
<laughs> oh no! And and the last one which made me crack was that uh, was um the wheels look to be as they should and are fitted with the original Avon Cart Two ply tires, which do have a good amount of tread remaining. As oh thank goodness, my hundred eleven grand at least gets me the legal requirement <laughs> of tread. <laughs> Okay, so what we figured is, so dodgy electrics, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, things that should slide don't slide, yeah. and we've got tires that are so outdated and should have been replaced maybe a good twenty years ago, still on it. Yeah, but they have plenty of tread. But they have tread. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else did it say about it? Oh well, there's a little bit of background for for, for people so they've got a, few, a bit more idea of of the type of car. So they are one point three meters long by 1.3 meters high and just under a meter wide. And they come with a 49cc DKW single cylinder engine. Ooh. Ooh how many brake horsepower does that give you? Uh, I'm, uh, well, I didn't, I didn't, did I say? No, no, 28 miles, 28 was the top speed. Yeah, I think it was like four and a half brake horsepower, something around that it? sort of thing. <laughs> it's, it's awful. Uh, uh, You're not getting anywhere quick. So. Very economical though. <laughs> yeah, for, actually, in a world where you, we're having to pay through our nose for petrol, yeah, you, you know. Oh, God, yeah, let's not let's not depress ourselves with petrol, but petrol <laughs> yeah. is depressing. And so, to be fair, diesel's worse. I saw for the yeah. you know, there'd been a really long time where diesel and petrol were quite similar. The yeah. I passed the petrol station on Thursday or Wednesday, and there was an eighteen p difference between petrol and diesel. Okay, I mean, but I what I don't get, so far, but yeah, that's... but it, but it's what I don't understand is like normally petrol stations, there's maybe an eight p swing, isn't there? Maybe ten p yeah. at, at a push from not as in between petrol and diesel, but from supermarket fuel to yeah. someone like BP fuel. But now yeah. they're just they're all over the place. Some people like people you think are going to be cheap and more expensive. Some people that you think are more expensive are cheaper. Some of them are yeah. quite close between the distance between petrol and diesel, and and it just makes me think that. It's the case of the, the Russian the stuff that's going on between Russia and Ukraine, which is driving up prices. It makes me think that it's more to do with the businesses themselves. Yeah, they, they, they know that they can charge that extra bit of cash. And I guess maybe the, the whole past six months have proven that people are willing to pay it. I guess because they have to, isn't it? So No, no it's not. Will- it's definitely not willing. No, not it's willing. It's 100% not willing. We well, just don't have a choice. Yeah, I mean, willing in the sense that you could take public transport, but we'd rather drive our own cars. Because yeah, they but are public transport's not, not actually that much cheap, cheaper. Because no. it, it would cost me, for me to get a train into the next town, uh, something like £6.50 one way. I mean, I could get a rail card, I guess. But yeah. £6.50 for one way, is, I, could, I can drive and park for that even now. Yeah. Um, but, but for city centre, you know, because, which is where you're generally seeing the maybe the higher prices because what london it was like two pound 30 in one place um in those sorts of areas it's just literally just because people are willing to because there's no yeah, shortage or they of have buses. the money or yeah. they have no the i mean 100 percent. Yeah. if you're if i'm london i'm tubing it yeah all the, all the way there's just i wouldn't i wouldn't have a car in london other than if i could have a space to put it and it was a toy for my road trip that I did once or twice a year yeah I needed to have to be a congestion charge and all the other. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> if you're this uber wealthy person, man about town, if you like, international man o mystery. Yeah. 
Would you spend £111,000 on the original PLP50? Oh, if actually, I hold on. To feel... Can I just add one more bit of information? Oh, go for it, yeah. In 2016, one sold for £120,000. <gasps> now your answer. <laughs> I guess given, given that another one was sold for £120,000, this is a bargain, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a... If I wanted to feel like a five-year-old again, uh, I'd buy one. But other than that, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's so many better cars you could be buying for that money. No, that is true. I think I would have to be. I would have to have so much money that it's literally. It's a okay. Let's. I would have it if I had a really big like, grounds to my house, and I and I wanted. Although you, can, oh, you they they, they, they meet. The east wing to the west wing, and you're like, yeah, oh, I can't be yeah, bothered. Uh, to but walk. yeah, actually, I, I didn't actually mean inside, but that's funny. <laughs> inside, but they 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 remake that. You can buy new ones, and but they make electric ones, and I'd probably get yeah. an electric one. Yeah, like, uh, okay. Imagine yeah. having like three or four, and you could have races with your mates and stuff. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah. Actually, but yeah. wouldn't you rather just have a go kart at that point, an electric go kart uh... that just looks cooler as well? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. Maybe I'd have both. We'd have to test drive them back to back. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, but I um so that sounds like it's a no from you for the hundred and eleven grand. hundred percent. Yeah. I'd probably, I'd probably pass on the, the hundred and eleven, but I would consider buying if I had lots of lots of spare money, I'd consider buying an electric new one. Oh, fair enough. Right. Jingle and then mystery car and announcements, or have you got anything else you'd like to add? No, I think that brings us to the end of the story bit, doesn't it? Yeah, no, I think I'm ready for the mystery car. For people that don't know, mystery car of the week works like this. One of us picks a car and it will be a specific make, model and body style that we came across during the week while dreaming slash drooling over the classifieds. We'll then drip feed the other presenter five clues plus the starter hint you had at the beginning of the show, to see how quickly they can guess the mystery car. We invite you to play along and let us know whether you guess correctly and or you beat the host either through Instagram or the poll associated with the pod if you're listening on Spotify. If the host guesses correctly before the end of the clues, we'll insert an oh-so-subtle horn over their guess so not to spoil the game for anyone yet to identify the mystery car. Right then. So the hint at the beginning of the show, Hetesh, was the aerodynamics... I put was, but aerodynamics were not invited to the design of this car. You had a little guess at the Nissan Cube. It was not the Nissan Cube. And then you suggested it was maybe the Renault Espace. Have you, during our conversations, have you had time to think about another suggestion? Or would you like your first clue? Um, so it's a, it's a, okay, right. Uh, no, I'm looking forward to the first clue, a clue, clue, the first clue, because yeah, I've, I've no idea what it is. Okay, so your first clue is it has a strong military connection. Oh, um, is it? I am looking for a specific generation of vehicle. I can confirm you're on the right lines. I am. Okay, so, uh, oh, is it the had? So, like. That is not the correct generation, because no. that car was abysmal. <laughs> was it? <laughs> right. <Yeah>. So. <laughs> I've, I've no idea. Uh, I, I think I need to... Um, if you, if the 
Is it? I mean, had, had okay. Cash. I mean, I'm asking uh, for more clues at this point. Basically. I will change my uh, uh, the. So you've guessed a certain generation. That yeah. was an abysmal version of the military one. Have a guess what you reckon the original one was. Oh, okay, sorry. So you're going back to the original. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well done. So there'll have been some horns back over. So people that have got to this point be a bit patchy. But basically, Hitesh has got it off to just one clue. Well done, Hitesh. Oh, fantastic. I'm on a roll now. After I, I, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the very um, first one was awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, you didn't get that one. But no. so I will now rattle through the, the the clues for people who if you if you've not guessed. So to recap, hint at the beginning of the show, aerodynamics not invited to design of this car. Clue number one: it is a strong military connection. Uh, yep. Oh, you know, only what? one when, car when came. He, to... When he said oh. it has a strong military connection, there was there was another car I was thinking of. G wagon. Um, G wagon. Yeah, yeah, sorry, that's maybe. what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was thinking yeah. of a G wagon. Uh, I was like, yeah, that maybe it's something along that line. But, but yeah, it, I was kind of hoping you'd do that. I wasn't. I wasn't expecting you to get it on the first clue. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah, so well done. Yeah. Um, so clue number two is it uses a five point seven liter diesel engine. Yep. Oh, which... <laughs> so much engine. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and they're so slow. Then they're, they're not just a bit slow. They are oh, incredibly it... slow. Oh, well, I mean, they are carrying a massive tank on their back, so I don't blame them. Tank? I mean, it weighs it weighs an absolute ton. Oh, you mean the, the engine's carrying of weight. Massive... Yeah. yeah, I thought you meant that they had a, a, a gun on the back of it. Uh, the no, next, I mean, they clue did number have three... three that yeah, they did, yeah. The um, clue number three was, one was featured in a car chase in the film The Rock. Have you seen The Rock? No, what is... Where is... What? You've what? not seen The Rock. Maybe I've How seen did that it and it's escaped not... through our initial vetting of friendship. <laughs> yeah, I've searched The Rock and it's just brought up Dwayne Johnson. So... <laughs> Put in The Rock, Nicolas Cage or Sean Connery. Right. Not Sean Connery. Who <laughs> 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 oh, what was the James Bond? My mind's gone. My... Don't tell me when you get it. James Bond was. No, Sean... you were right. Who's the guy who I'm thinking of? Oh, Billy Connolly. That's what I thought I'd said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, The Rock, wait, let's have a few look. Do you need to watch that film? It's a classic. I mean, 7.4 oh, on just... IMDb. So, I think it's I a, it's a good, it a it's, a, it's a solid action film. It's got everything. It's got like, oh, car chase between a Hummer and a Ferrari. I've, I've seen this movie. You know what? Oh. Um, if, yeah. Um, weirdly, they did uh, an Indian version of this. <laughs> Did they? <laughs> yeah, the exact same movie, but now played by Indian characters. <laughs> it's set in the same place. Oh yeah, it, yeah, it was what? exactly the same. What was I, it I, called? I can't remember what it was called, but it was exactly the same because you know those they had those green balls where it's got yeah. whatever they're trying to pollute the water. Exactly the same movie. Yeah, it was it was like a like like replica of that movie. So I, <laughs> I, I have seen it. I've just typed in. Indian The Rock, and it just brings up, I think, an Indian man who's pretending to be the Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, and now I've got Rockumentary, The Evolution of Indian Rock. (laughs) (laughs) You need to find that film for me. I'm going to badge you about it. I I I love The the Rock. It's, uh, Um, yeah, it's a... 
Oh, I'll have to find it. I will find it. Okay. Right then. So that was clue number three. Number four was It Is American. Well, it's an American yeah. brand. I don't know where it's made. And the final the question... Americans can think of putting on such a massive engine on, you know... For such minimal power. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the I think... I, I'm sure something nuts, like it had less power than a Toyota Camry hybrid has now. Right, really. It's wow. just, 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 it just boggles the mind. Uh, but and the uh, by the end, it was going to give you if you weren't getting the make and model. I was going to uh, sorry the model and version. I was going to give you the version. I was going to say that the model we're looking for was known as the H1. Right. Okay. <laughs> so. If there's anyone out there who hasn't got it with those clues, the mystery car of this week was the Hummer H1, uh, a car which I think is incredibly cool. I think it's just an awesome car, but wildly inappropriate for the UK. Oh, no, <laughs> definitely not. I've, I've, there's not many in the UK, and uh, I've seen maybe one or two. Actually, there's a there's a American import specialist not too far from mine, and they've got two parked up outside. Um, oh, really? Yeah, uh, not the H1. Cool. They, they've got the H2. Oh, but, that is not cool. They're terrible. Yeah, but it, interesting cars to look at, and uh, <laughs> they're just so wide. It's just you, you'd barely fit in a lane in the UK. Yeah, they, they're actually they look in the in the US. Um, they're not that far off, like big SUVs. If you include wing mirrors, they look huge right. just because of the shape. I mean, and they are huge for UK, but in the US, because they drive around such massive cars, they're not actually that that different. Which I find it just boggles my mind. Americans just need big cars, don't they? I mean, I guess maybe yeah. the people are bigger too. That's probably why. Well, <laughs> apparently though, the space in the H1 is terrible because they've got um, such a huge, yeah. like central central um, console. Yeah, uh, yeah, you could that. basically get you know. You could have a you know set it out as a dinner table if you wanted to. It's, a, <laughs> it's that big. Uh, well, but again, I'm well done for getting it. Not to sound patronising at all, but uh, that took me by surprise that you got it. So, should know second week in a row. Second... I know you've done well. I don't think we since that unless apart from the first week, I don't think we've not got one now, have we? No. Yeah, we've we've been pretty on it, which I guess. Yeah. Helps us keep our reputation as car people. Right, announcements. Let's mosey on over because we have two this week and I think they're quite important if they're relevant. All right. Uh, do you want me to dive in with the first one? I, I think you should, James. Okay, so the first announcement is that DVSA... Oh, sorry. First announcement is that the Driving Vehicle Standard Agency, or DVSA, has launched an accreditation scheme for trailer towing. And I don't know, basically, for majority of time, that's right, time, not just yeah. any time, all of time, where you could tow a car, you didn't need a license. Not tow a car, when you could tow a trailer, you didn't need a license. But then the government decided, that's not very safe, we probably need some kind of license people need to do. So if they're towing a whopping great caravan, they're actually not a moron, uh, yeah. which is a fair point. So they then brought that out, but when we left the EU, um, we because of the shortage of HGV drivers, the government went back on that plan and said, oh, you don't need a license now, you can just tow, because they were trying to free up people to train HGV drivers. Yeah. So, But they've realised that some... Well, how do we now ensure that our employees or anyone for anyone using our business 
hmm. using trailers as part of our business, is competent and can comply with any health and safety requirements we have if there's no official test. So this accredi- accreditation scheme is basically not mandatory, but it's for people who need to be able to show a certain level of competency when towing. Okay. Um, it's, I don't know. I don't know the fine details, but it's maybe something to look for if that if that kind of if that applies to your business. Uh, yep. And then the second announcement. Would you like this one? Oh, I'll take it. Yep. Yeah. So uh, P&O Ferry have sacked eight hundred employees and have cancelled <laughs> a number of. Uh, that is crossings. actually sad. I shouldn't joke. I know it's 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 awful news, James. <laughs> it, it is bad um, yeah. news. But, but actually, no, talking about it, there's a number of companies that have uh, changed the way that they're working. And because of that, there's a lot of people losing jobs right now. So it's not great. Uh, but yeah, in particular on this one, we're talking about just the ferries. Um, and they've cancelled a number of crossings as a, you know, as a result of what's going on. Um, it's nothing really to do with, the you know, what's going on in Ukraine. Um, but it's more, how would you, what's the best way to put it? It's probably just because because people haven't been traveling from. It seems to be from the Dover to Calais one, doesn't it? That seems to be. That's it. Yeah, it's there's just not that many people crossing in. Um, Maybe there were a lot of. I mean, in my head, I'm thinking a lot of people were probably looking forward to this summer as the year to finally start making those journeys as we're kind of approaching what would be somewhat of a normal world. But yeah, um, unfortunately, um, because piano ferry are sacking people and. You know, a number of crossings have been cancelled. Um, if you did have bookings, or maybe if you've got any planned trips coming up, uh, maybe it's just something to look out for because there will be some disruptions. Cool. Announcements done. Yep. And I guess that brings us to the end of the podcast for this week. Uh, if you like what you've heard, please click the notifications icon to get alerted. Uh, for when our next podcast is released. You can also follow us on Instagram, where we post sneak previews and a few of the topics that we've talked about today. And we'll usually put some some new snippets and some of the bloopers from our podcast. Uh, our handle is the also witty automotive, spelled auto dash, uh, or sorry, I say this every time. You do auto. say it every time. It's quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> auto dash, no, it's not dash. <laughs> There's no dash. It's, it's spelled auto M-O-A-N TIV, which is a brand that brings you the Facts and Purists series. Uh, alternatively, you can also search for hashtag AME Cars and that'll bring us up. 